Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Time for the 49ers Rush Podcast. And here's your host. John Chapman. What is going on, Faithful? It is absolutely incredible to be with you guys today. I know this is way later uh, than we typically go live, and I apologize for that. I promised my son with all the back-to-back traveling and all those things that whenever I got back from the Seattle trip, I would make it right. Um, We went on a real quick day trip uh, to go skiing up in Big Bear, so we woke up early, went and skied till 1. I told him we had to get back so I could record later. Had some, uh, you know, father-son time, which was awesome. What's up, Russ? Good to be with you guys. Love all the hashtag CCs. And this entire episode, which I'm really, really excited about, I want to channel the conversation at least early uh, before we get to all the questions. And if you have a questions, tag me. Uh, just put at John in the chat. Um, our main man, Clayton, he is making some scratch, which I love. So it's just me flying solo. So help me out. But I want to channel this whole conversation around that the reinforcements. There, there were some moves that were made. And I want to spend time with each one of those adequately. The great Juan Salas, the honorable Juan Salas, uh, he got us clips from today's press conference, which we're going to be breaking down as well. So excited about that. What's up, AJ? Glad to see you here. What's up, Ice Cold? I love all the hashtag CCs, man. This is fun. This is fun. Now, so if you guys got questions and you want to know what's going on, please put those in the chat. I will be tagging those. But let's start off this whole conversation today with why the 49ers improved today because they did. We were shallow at some spots, uh, to say the least. And we've seen shallow cornerback play in the past. A lot, actually. But, man, we I, I don't think people understand like how bad it got at the cornerback position. I probably should have highlighted it just a little bit more. Um, and like, I, But I didn't, and I missed it. That was on me. Because the amount of corners that we had hurt last week going on a short week to Seattle... Man, that could have that could have got real, real, real bad. Could have got real scary because I mean, okay, we had our two starters, Trivarius Ward, who's incredible, and you know, I, I want to, I wanted to play this clip um, the other day, but I, I missed it. I had it in my notes and I missed it. We have to, you know, the Pro Bowl voting came out and Trivarius Ward was like ninth for corners, which is total BS. That dude was awesome. Shut down DK Metcalf, put him in his place, but he did miss some time. Uh, in that game. But here is the head coach himself, Kyle Shanahan, just talking about how clutch Charvarius w- uh, Ward was versus DK Metcalf. I thought it was huge. I mean, just watch. I mean, you know, DK is as big of a challenge as any receiver is in this league, how physical he is, how explosive he is. Um, it was really cool to watch um, Mooney just 
battle with them. Um, I thought that one early in the game, I thought they missed an offensive PI just from what I saw. It was, they got it later in the game, that second one. Um, but just watching them battle throughout the whole game and not shy away, uh, he, he thought he played a hell of a game. Yeah, I, I really, really did. So he missed time. He goes out with a concussion. Then this is where the attrition happened. You got Demo on the other side holding it down. Demo's been incredible. But Ambry Thomas banged up. Samuel Womack, concussion. Number 27, Dante Johnson got put on IR, torn ACL, breaks my heart. That's three right there. So the good old Jackrabbit um, steps up. Uh, seemed like a sneaky good pickup, says David M. What's up, David? Always good to see you, brother. Um, and you're right. He stepped in and played well. In fact, he was playing so well that Charvarius Ward got cleared and Shanahan, you know, talked to him, had a couple conversations with him. was like, you know what? We're going to keep you out, which was the correct call in that situation. Um, and so, yeah, I, I'm with you there. And, man, you're starting to get some of that back. Samuel Womack back at practice today, which is so important because he is the he's the true backup. He's way ahead of Jackrabbit. He's the true back backup for both outside corner spots and the nickel spot. So now you're adding just one more layer of protection to that entire secondary. Jackrabbit got in and got some snaps, played great. I'm excited. I haven't finished the defensive breakdown yet. That's going to be up. The offensive breakdown's been completely um, finalized. That's up on our Patreon channel. Defensive breakdown's up. I'm excited tomorrow morning. Going to wake up early and jump into that one. So really, really pumped about that one. Um, so excited for that. But again, that was a great pickup. You know, I wanted Quantrez Knight to be brought up from the practice squad, but the red shirting uh, just continues to be a thing. And I, I understand why they didn't on a short week go with the vet. I get it. Um, Quantrez Knight's going to be a player for this team at some point. I, I can guarantee you that. Guarantee that. Nathan, uh, he says, John, where did you get the 49ers hat you wore with your starter jacket last Thursday night? That's Project Hoea. On Instagram, uh, Project H-O-E-A, Project Hoea. Go check him out. Uh, he does great work. He does great work. Uh, good dude. He did this one right here, too, with the tribal uh, stuff. It's all hand custom. Uh, just I, I, I freaking love what he does. Love his product. So go check him out over there. Sh appreciate Shot Jay. I love it. Um, like, subscribe, Patreon. Bring your support right on over. Make yourselves at home faithful. That's what's up. And we had our Zoom hangout last night, which was fun. Had a really good time. We recorded it. We're putting it up on Patreon. So if you missed it, but you want to go back through and uh, feel like you're uh, hanging out and all that kind of stuff, I, I, I would love to uh, to see you over there. Melissa, I missed this. Shout out to Melissa. She says, did you see Raheem Mostert on the feed on Thursday Night Football? I think it was Monday Night Football. Say, big play Dre was the most underrated defender. Um, such a joy to see him dominate. Man, I did not see that, but I did see Raheem Mostert in his toy drive, which he does every single year. One of my favorite humans in the entire NFL. I know he talked a little bit, but he got put in his place. Uh, that's what it is. Uh, but no, I didn't see that. So thank you for bringing that to my attention. Uh, love it. Big Papa says, great time in Zoom last night, John. It was fun to get to know people. And here's what we are going to be doing, which we started talking about on the live show last uh, yesterday, I believe. This summer, people don't know, this is my full-time job all year. <laughs> uh, so this summer, whenever we have a little bit of a hiatus on 49ers content, we are going to be going together, through together, some of these old championship runs, right? Uh, the 80s dynasties, the 94 dynasty. So what I can get our hands on, we're going to do Zoom hangouts where I have the footage um, and I'll be sharing my screen. We'll be talking through some of those kind of abbreviated games. Me and Juan going to have our hands full. But the whole point, what, what do we do this for? Increase the fan experience, baby. And if we're part of Faithful, we got to know what's behind us before we look forward. So that's some stuff to look forward to this offseason. That's going to be exclusive for our Patreon members. Um, so if you haven't joined yet, go check that out. Patreon.com slash 49ers Rush Podcast. Um, love it, love it, love it. So Samuel Womack coming back. I'm just going to be honest. I'm a big Womack guy. I'm a Big Womack guy. This is a potential starter next year in the slot, but he gives you depth everywhere. He gives you depth everywhere. Really, really like that. Danny Gray, the wide receiver, got his first catch. Then he had a hamstring issue, missed the game. Now he's back as well, which is important, especially with Debo, right? I, I, I One of the things that I preach continuously is it's never good to stack injuries. 
at the positions. And so whenever you have multiple injuries at the same position, that is where it gets scary. So do I think that Brock Purdy is, you know, a crucial chess piece in the 49ers 2022 season? I don't. However, it does give you insulation for major injuries. Major injuries to Hugh, who? Brandon Ayuk. He has been exclusively the Brandon Ayuk kind of backup player um, this entire year. So yeah, I love that. Oh, Tim Cassidy. I did not see this. He says, did you hear about Purdy putting a Christmas card in everybody's locker today? He is the gift that keeps on giving. I love it. I did not hear that. Um, and yeah, Mosquito says, John been staying on night. That's my dude. I believe in the film. I believe in the person. And I believe in the energy that he brings. I want people that explode off the tape. That's Quantrez Knight. Um, so y'all, y'all, y'all remember that name. Y'all remember that name because he he's he's coming back. He's coming back. I, I I'm excited about that. Now let's get to the kind of creme de la creme, uh, if you will. And my Niners Nation, what's up, man? He says, I know we're getting Kinlaw back, but any news on if we're getting Givens Ridgeway back for the wild card weekend? Givens possibly, Ridgeway no. Givens has not been put on injury, uh, IR officially, so Givens is a possibility. You won't hear anything about it, though. Ridgeway is done, uh, D-U-N. That one's over, sadly. Breaks my heart. I love Ridgeway. Hook him, baby. Um, he's been great this year. I hope we get him back next year. But let's talk about Javon Kinlaw, baby. He was brought back today, activated his 21-day window. Now, let me pump the brakes, okay? We're going to hear from Kyle a couple times on him. We're going to talk about what this means, what the most likely scenario is. But just let me understand this. I, I want this to be clear. Just because they activated the 21-day practice wins window does not mean he is coming back. Do I think he's coming back? I do. But that's not what it means. It's not a foregone whatever. So the question was asked, is Javon Kinlaw ready to play in a game? Um, I mean, there's high level that he can play, but that, that's the whole thing with what he's been going through with his knee. It's um, can he do it without a flaring up and having setbacks on it? And that's what we've been very patient in the rehab and everything. He's been extremely consistent with it, and we've been able to do it for a while here without any setbacks. And we've done as much as we can. Um, the only thing left for him to do is put pads on and go out there and play. Um, so there's always a risk of it. Um, but we're at the point, he's at the point where uh, it's time to find out. It's time to find out because not oh, it, you have, it's a one fit foot in, one foot out kind of issue currently with what's going on. Because if you look at just how big he, of a player he is physically, you know, scheme wise, all those things, it's huge, but it's even more complicated than that. One, it's at a huge position of weakness. I talked about stacking injuries, right? Ridgeway, Hurst, Givens. Like, we've already lost a lot of players in that position. And he's the starter, right? Like So, like, he's not a depth piece. He's a starter. Starter-level player whenever he's been in. Every game that he has played, he has shown he belongs. The issue is longevity with that knee. It's all about that knee. What complicates it even further, not just for this year, next year as well. The 49ers will have to decide if they should pick up Javon Kinlaw's fifth-year option. You have to decide that before the draft next year. That's still out on the table. If Javon Kinlaw can come back and give you a healthy playoff run and show that he can maintain that level of play for four to five games, then I think you pick up that window. Defensive tackle play is a mess in the NFL. Like, there's not Javon Kinlaw's growing on trees. They don't exist. They they are rare. There's a reason why he went where he went in the draft. Um, not to mention what a great human is he is and the story that he is, what he's overcome, what he's done. You know, again, shout out to uh Big Papa. And we were just talking last night at our Zoom hangout. Like it's pretty damn easy. You understand what Javon Kinlaw's been through, you know, with his family and taking care of his sister and sleeping on buses to stay warm and all those different things. Like this dude is a story to get behind. This is this dude is a story to believe in. Yeah, the knee sucks. I get it. And it's awful. But yeah, it, this is a person to believe in. This is a person to support because he's a great human and he's overcome a lot. And to be where he is, man, I am so excited. And Nick right there, he says Ken Long and Kalia. 
Kalia Davis. That's who we're going to be talking about next. Now, you know, and, and the problem with Ken Law hasn't been, how do I say this? He could play and be game day ready. I'm not too concerned about that. His shape is perfect. That dude works so hard. The problem is after he goes super hard for a game, how the knee responds. And that's what we're going to find out. You're not going to find out the first game. You're going to fight. Here's what's going to happen, okay? This is how I project this outcome going. They come back. They run them through practice. Probably not going to be activated this week. Probably not going to be activated next week. If he gets activated, I think that last week of the season, that's when he should be activated. Whenever he is activated, he plays in the game against the, the Cardinals, and then we'll find out that next week. He'll probably miss that first day, maybe even the second day, be limited or something like that. That's when we're going to find out. And it might be a one week on, one week off, one week on, one week off. That that might be the reality. If it is that, you don't pick up the fifth-year option. If he can play consistently without that issue, you pick up the fifth-year option. That's my own personal opinion. Um, and if you – because, again, if you pick up that fifth-year option, I think it's $9 million. Um, that just guarantees it for injury, which is re- – that's scary in and of itself. So maybe you just say, hey, man, we won't pick it up at all, uh, but we want to have you back. We'd love to sign you on a one-year deal. And now if you don't sign him to your fifth-year option, he can walk elsewhere. But I think that this has been a really healthy team for him. I think that he has bonded very, very well with guys like Eric Armstead, who are the best humans the planet has ever seen, three-time Walter Payton Award winner. Like, I'm excited about that. I am excited about that. Now, another question, and, you know, the head coach kind of went on just about where Ken Law is mentally because that's huge whenever you're dealing with these injuries, and he's young. I think as good as anyone can. I mean, it's been so frustrating for him. Um, it's been a long battle going back to always the Cowboys game from a couple years ago. Uh, I know he feels as good as he's felt. I know how hard he's worked to get to this point. I know how pumped he is as to be an opportunity to come back and be a part of a playoff team. Um, so just talking to him this morning, he is geared up, ready to go, as good as I've seen him, and the spirits are high. Now, uh, sticking with this, and I want to go to this comment here, and I've got a lot starred. I've got too many questions starred, but keep them coming. I'm going to try to get as many as I can um, because this is fun. I freaking love hanging out with you guys. This is freaking great. Niner Station says this. Oh, yeah, I forgot. We have two IR return spots left, one for Kinlaw, one for Mitchell, so Ridgeway couldn't come back. Now, let me clear up some confusion that's been out there because this is going to go to our next player as well. Kalia Davis was not on injured reserve. He was on the NFI list, which is the non-football injury because his his injury took place before he was in the NFL. It was at the Combine, tore his ACL at the Combine, um, which is a football injury, but the NFL doesn't care. If you weren't under contract, it's a non-football injury. However, and this is important to understand, coming back from the NFI list counts as one of your eight spots. Coming back from the PUP list counts as one of your eight spots. Coming back from the IR, which you can do twice. Elijah Mitchell's already done it once. If he comes back again, that would be twice, and that's it. So you can only bring back two. So, yeah, let's go through the names. Javon Kinlaw, Kalia Davis, Elijah Mitchell, Ridgeway, Trey Lance. <laughs> you want to get real crazy. Um, like, that is a possibility. Jimmy Garoppolo still have not been put on IR, so they're just kind of setting that one on the back burner. Now, the agent came out and said he's not going to be ready in time, but, yeah, you got to kind of pick. And the 49ers probably should have been a little risky with that earlier, the Curtis Robinson bringing him back, which I like Curtis Robinson a lot long-term, but, you know, as just a special teams guy, it would have been nice to have an extra spot there. Um, but you live, you learn, and I think that these players – I think the answer is going to answer itself because if you can only bring back two of those players that I just mentioned, you're going to bring back the two that's healthy. Now, if everybody's healthy, if all those players are healthy, then I think you bring back Kinlaw and leaving the Trey Lance discussion. I don't want to play with that one, but you bring back Kinlaw and Elijah Mitchell. I think those are the two that you would bring back. So I think that kind of helps the conversation a little bit um what's up perk love cd in the chat man what's up csl man i love this i love this this is awesome oh we even got Barack niner man long time guy what's up man let's see if he can stay positive for us we would appreciate that and big papa put this in to know ken law story if you have a heart is uh the full su- fully support yeah i'm with you there man um I-, I love that Ooh, we even got the great Juan coming in this is awesome we got great people all over the place love it now 
Uh, Yatsik, my man. I'm going to get to your question later. I got it queued up, the one that you sent in. So I appreciate that, my friend. Um, always appreciate that. So here we go. Let's talk Kalia Davis. Because I know, I know not everybody remembers Kalia. I'm the draft guy. That's my thing. Um, I love this kid. I really, really do like this kid. Rookie, uh, drafted in the sixth round. He was picked number 220 in the sixth round out of UCF, Central Florida, 61302. Oh, what's up, Matt? I love it. Uh, appreciate the, the gift of the super chat, my friend. The, your generosity is more than welcome. Um, such an excited time to be a 49ers fan. How this is crazy what we have been through, Matt. It's insane. It's insane. How many teams can be on their third starting quarterback of the season and somehow improve? I just don't understand it. Like, and if we haven't improved, which I'm going to spend probably the second half of this episode talking most about, uh, this was a question from Yatsik I just uh, referenced, the difference in Kyle Shanahan with Garoppolo and with Purdy. And so there are differences. The differences aren't what you think. I was wrong. Uh, I was typing my answer, and then I was like, no, let's just answer it on the thing, on the show. And so then I did some research, and I was like, oh, I was wrong. And so that's 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 what we call in the biz a little bit of a tease. We're going to get to that one. But uh, you're right, Matt. It is such a crazy, crazy time to be a Niners fan. Like, this is the stuff – this is the stuff you remember. You remember, the, you remember that one time we won the division with our third-string quarterback on the road in Seattle in a short week? That that does not happen. It doesn't happen. Now, I, I hate that I'm hijacking this Kalia Davis segment, but injuries happen all across the NFL, and I had a little fun. I like to have fun on Twitter. I get a little salty sometimes. When they announced uh, Jalen Hurd, uh, Hurts is injured, right? The Eagles quarterback, MVP, contender, whatever. Patrick Mahomes is MVP, but whatever. Um they announced that he's injured his shoulder, whatever else. I just retweeted and said, man, fire Shanahan. Now, I was being sarcastic, right? Because quarterbacks get injured and whatever else. But sometimes I get a little salty. And I think a lot of people didn't understand because uh, I retweeted the graphic of the injury to an Eagles quarterback, which has nothing to do with Kyle Shanahan. However, um, other people would disagree. People got bad and like unfollowed and like, man, why are you so toxic? And I'm just like, oh man, I'm who am I toxic to? I'm toxic to toxic people. Uh, <laughs> I bully bullies. That's kind of who I am. I am a very positive. I love people, love connections. However, you try taking advantage or bullying other people. Yeah, all right. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna kind of shove my nose in there and poke around and have a good time. But having said that, you know the whole like fire Shanahan and all that stuff that's gone out the wayward and rightfully so. And if you just look at the NFC West, just look at the NFC West, three out of four teams are on their third quarterback. It, it's, this is the NFL terrible offensive line play and RPOs. You mix those together. Quarterbacks get hit. Now is that where Trey got hurt? No, that was an RPO, but that happens. Is that how Jimmy got hurt? Nope. Jimmy got hurt because you had an unblocked defender and he didn't throw the ball away. Um, and, and so like that's that thing. But you look at the Rams, guess what? Rams, they're on their third, they're down two healthy quarterbacks, but they're really on their fourth quarterback with the Baker transition, whatever. Look at the Cardinals, Kyler out for the year. Colt McCoy, he's injured as well. Like there are lots of teams that have injuries at quarterback every single year. It's it's not a I don't know. <laughs> I don't want to go down this this hole. I want to spend time talking about this. Man, thank you, Jay. Jay Guayo. Appreciate the, the contribution, my friend. He says, Kalia reminds me of DJ Jones. If healthy, he's good. Man, you're right about the play style. Their weight and height's a little bit off. Um, Kalia's actually smaller than DJ Jones and a little bit smaller in height and weight. He's much more athletic than DJ Jones, but he's got that slasher mentality and play style that we saw with DJ Jones. That is exactly correct. So I wanted to, the wifey's giving me a call. I'm going to answer this. Hey, babe, I'm live on air. I love you. I want to hang up now, but uh, just I, I don't want to get in trouble. And so I hope to see you soon. All right. There we go. Uh, I just hung up on her, though. That was kind of mean. I felt like weird, like hitting the, that's okay. 
that's all right. If she wants to hear me talk, she could listen to the show. Uh, <laughs> I'm joking. I'm joking. Um, but the, the whole idea with Kalia Davis is, man, this dude was a stand-up middle linebacker in college. In college. He's 23 years old. 61302 um you know i don't want to get into like all the you know metrics and whatever he did 30 bench press reps he could not do a lot of the testing vertical any lower body anything cuz he tore his acl in a workout and so you don't get all the true comps because you don't have the 40 the explosive the short shuttle change of direction three cone you don't get those but you know what he is is his build right he's 23 um, two official interviews with the 49ers. This was a guy that they had their sights on early on. Okay. Now, if you want to learn more about Kalia, just type in Kalia Davis countdown. Uh, we did our 90 man roster countdown with Josh and coach Cruz. Um, Juan, everybody helped us with that one. It's a whole entire YouTube video that is just Kalia Davis. And so that is there if you want to learn some more, but I, I want to share some of my draft notes on him. Okay, um, quickness and penetration. That's his thing. Played linebacker his whole life. Didn't change to defensive line until his redshirt sophomore year in college. So he had that redshirt year. That's why he's an extra year older, 23. Um, never stops running. Incredible motor. Top-notch motor. Like, I like. there's players, whenever I'm watching video and these, like, draft breakdowns, whatever, that I do, I'm like, okay, motor, check. And then, like, I have different things for each position, usually about nine to ten categories. And as I watch the game, like, if I see it again, okay, falls on the ground too much, okay, check, uh, which is bad. You don't want checks there. But motor, check, check. I, I just kept checking. When he's out there, he's moving. So the 49ers swarm mentality about this defense, which we talked a lot about last episode, he's got that in spades. He's a fit. On top of that, they ran the, a very similar defensive line system um, at UCF that we do. And so Adam Peters talked about how they felt like it was a clean evaluation because you don't have to guess what he would look like in our system because they run this a very similar defensive line scheme. So, again, one of the things that our front office has done that I think is better than most is they have removed question marks. And you couldn't say this the first year. Reuben Foster changed the way in which the 49ers draft. Solomon Thomas changed the way in which the 49ers drafted, right? Because Solomon Thomas was not a smooth scheme transition. He never played what we put him in, playing in 3-4, and he was usually on the inside in a 4-I or a 5. That's where he played. Then we put him on the outside, didn't fit. Then we put him on the inside. By that point, it just didn't work. Right. So whatever. Reuben Foster didn't work because of injuries. Reuben Foster didn't work because of character concerns. Now, what do the 49ers draft? Similar scheme styles, Trey Lance, right? Run the same damn system. Same system. And you don't draft injured players. Kalia Davis was different, different because we had one, two, three, four defensive tackles this year going into the year on the last year of their contract. This player was designed, drafted, two separate meetings, waited to pick 220 to be a redshirt player to give you depth the following year. Now you've had all those injuries, so you're kind of like, let's just see. Let's just see. Now, Kyle was asked, okay, you opened the window for Clea Davis, but what does that mean? Here's a quick clip from Shanahan talking about what this rookie could do. Uh, he has a chance. You know, this is his first time getting out there, so I'm not trying to put all that pressure on him, but we'd like to see him. You know, He didn't get to compete with us here in the offseason, so um, we'll open his three-week window today, and he'll get a chance to go out there and hopefully get in some football shape and show us what he can do. Yeah, and that's the thing. Josh, oh, don't do that to me, Josh. You know me too well. Josh does, uh, he helps with all the trivia. He's a research maniac, just absolutely great dude. And he knows, he knows, he he, he knows. You can't do this to me. He says, Kalia Davis is a poor man's Grady Jarrett at the moment. That is, poor man's is never an insult, by the way, whenever you're doing these com uh, these comps, right, who they're similar to. But you are right. I miss that. Um, I, I That's not in my notes. That should have been in my notes. Um, Josh helped with the draft book, man. Josh knows his stuff. He watches the film. So he is, he's, that is awesome. Um, oh, 
Dude, you got me excited right there, man. Now, back to just who this kid is, okay? Um, again, he's a crazy project, but could pay dividends. He's a slasher. This is not a Eric Armstead. This is not Hassan Ridgeway. This is not Javon Kinlaw. This is Maurice Hurst. This is Kevin Givens. This is DJ Jones, right? So you have these. The 49ers are in love with these two different types of defensive tackles. He's a slasher, okay? Not a anchor, help your linebacker play. No, no, no. This is a tackle for loss. Put him in a pass rushing downs. You like he can go. Now, um, four year starter on varsity. Um, he was all state in Florida as a senior. Listen to this, and this is why the 49ers loved him. Graduated with his degree in criminal justice, okay, and was already working on his master's degree before we drafted him. If you went through our 90-man roster, whatever, out of the 90 people on on what's it called that, that we did our things, 82 were um all what's it called part of the academic all conference team masters somewhere along those lines this guy he checks it now my comps for Kalia Davis my athletic comp if you're just looking at measurables and his body type is Dominic Easley my play style comp is Mike Daniels who you remember was with uh the Packers for a long time I think he played for the Bears too but those are the styles because I try to stay away from the Niners, whatever. And again, those comps that we wrote, I wrote those comps before the Niners drafted them. Okay. So hopefully that kind of sets the stage there. Um, and Big Papa says you can add it to your notes. Yeah, I'm probably going to. Um, I love it. I love Oh, what's up, Antonio? He says, I just joined, joined the Jerry Rice tier on Patreon. Man, thank you for the support. Uh, I, I say this all the time Patreon's how I feed my family. Um, and I feel like we provide a lot that is there and I want to provide more, um, you know, and, you know, if you have not joined us on Patreon yet, again, the stuff that we put out there, it's a lot. And I understand it. A lot of comments like this, man, there's no way I can watch all this. That's okay. You pick and choose what you want. Do, do you want the plays? Do you want the zoom hangouts? Do you want the extra episodes? Because we got, we do all those. They're all there. All you got to do is go to patreon.com slash 49ers rush podcast. And as soon as you sign up, you get. Did you know that you can now win up to 100 times your money on prize picks with as little as four correct picks? You can turn $10 into a thousand with basketball, hockey, college basketball entries today on prize picks. America's number one fantasy sports app. And here's what's great. It. it you can get action on sports on more than 30 different states across the country, including California, Texas, and Georgia. On top of that, you got playoff basketball actions on the horizon, and this is the best place to take advantage of all of basketball's postseason actions. Some of these player props. Nikolai Jokic for over 10 rebounds. Anthony Davis more than two blocks. Lillard, four three-pointers made. You get to pick exactly how you want to use your bets. So, download the app today. Use code 49ers49ERS for a deposit match up to $100. Again, that's promo code 49ers for a first deposit match of up to $100 over on Prize Picks. Pick more, pick less. It's that easy. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Almost everything, depending on the tier you pick. And if you're just interested in 49ers play, guess what? We have every single offensive, defensive, and special teams play from the last two and a half years. Every single game for the 49ers. Nobody else has this content. 
Now, not to mention we have extra episodes weekly. We've got scouting report breakdowns. We've got betting. We've got your one-stop shop for 49ers content. And if you want to be heard, guess what? We got Zoom Hangouts twice a month where we listen to you. Patreon.com slash 49ers Rush Podcast or just Google Patreon and 49ers. We're the first one that shows up. And so, like, I'll say this, like, again, if you want to see what those are like, we load our past Patreon hangouts. I record them on Zoom, then I load them. So some people, for some reason, can't make them sometimes. That's okay. But I want you to feel a part of that. Uh, shout out to my man, Phil. Uh, he, he's the best there is. Uh, thank you. <laughs> but Josh says, Patreon is fire. Ben, watched the film. Yeah, like, I've got Kalia Davis rookie tape already broken down on there. So, again, if you're a Patreon member, any of you, just type in Kalia Davis in our search field, and guess what? You can go watch Kalia Davis' film tonight. Uh, broken down there. Uh, it is there for you guys. Love it. So, it, you know, I, I really do like Kalia Davis. Do I think that he is going to be activated from IR? I don't think so. But because of the injuries, man, if it gets to the point where, okay, it's not looking like Ken Law can, it's not looking like Givens is going to be back when we want to. It could be a possibility. It really, really could. You could just say, look, dude, look, Rook, you're coming in on 10 plays, and you're slashing. Every 10 plays you come in, we're running a stunt. You're just going to slash through that A-gap, and that's all you're going to do. Um, it's Because he's been in meetings, so he knows the plays, but can his body physically, is the muscle memory there, all those things. That's one of the things we got to see. Now, um, Shanahan did also give us just a real quick peek into Debo Samuel and kind of what this looks like, and this was crazy to me. Week to week. I mean, I think this week maybe there would be a chance, like if we were that desperate. But um, So I'm not even looking into it this week, and we'll see how he is next Monday and make that same decision. The fact that the possibility that Debo could be back if we were desperate, that scares me and excites me. Um I don't like playing players. If you're desperate, that should not change the decision, uh, in my opinion. Now, a lot of that goes from, you know, you're talking the head coach, the trainer, the agent, the player, and the player's family. All those people got to be in agreement. And if they're not, then you should not, right? That That's kind of the way in which I see it. But the fact that, man, I thought, I remember that tackle. I think we all do when Debo got injured, I thought it was a compound fracture. I thought his leg snapped. I thought his leg snapped. And so I was like, Debo done. We'll see next year's question mark. The fact that he could possibly play it this week is crazy to me. Now, and this is something that I keep getting questions on too, and this kind of transitions our conversation into some playoff talk. Kyle Shanahan is never, listen to me, Kyle Shanahan is never going to be resting healthy players. No matter what, you locked up the division. Congratulations. You're not resting players, especially with a rookie quarterback. That kid needs reps with stars on offense. You're not resting healthy players. That's not happening. So get that out of your head. And if you didn't listen to me now, Listen to Shed Ahead say the same dang thing. I think that's one of the biggest mistakes people make just watching it over the years. That's my opinion. I I would understand if you're getting ready for a seven-game series. Um, I don't think football's like that. It's three and a half hours. It's one shot. I, I've seen I've been on a lot of teams where you rest guys and um, or give guys a few more weeks, and those are usually the guys who struggle the most um, in that first playoff game. So, um, But where there other, I think what situations are different is uh, like last year, when it came down to our last game, um, you have guys that are fighting to play because they're right on the bubble of not being able to play. And in this situation, those guys, you would definitely rest. So anybody who has an injury that um, could risk them for the following week or something like that, that's to me the decisions now that there is no decision. Um, definitely rest them. Yeah, so, okay. Like, I, I understand, and again, a lot of times I get – my Niners takes correct, not because it's what I th I think should happen. It's because, like, okay, not only do I listen to every freaking press conference, Juan Salas cuts those clips up for me. We load them in here. I play them again on here whenever we edit and splice. 
these episodes into other stuff that I want to use later. I hear them again and again and again. So on a given press conference, I've listened to this man two or three times. Like I, <laughs> I've listened to every press conference he has ever had since he's been a head coach. I've been doing this show for seven years now. This is his sixth year, right? So like we've been doing this for a minute. I feel like one of the things that I'm probably well at, um, whether it was as a teacher or as a coach or as maybe even a podcast guy, is I feel like I understand people pretty well. And I feel like I can understand where they're going. Shanahan, (laughs) I'm going to show you a picture because I get so many messages. Why is Shanahan not resting players? Okay, I don't know if y'all saw this. I put this picture up here right now. Yeah, this shows, for those that are just audio, the Colts. 36, the Minnesota Vikings 7 in the third quarter with a minute and 8 seconds left. Do you see this? 36 to 7 with a minute left. That's a 29-point difference. So everybody that's like, get your starters out. And Shanahan did. When did Shanahan pull his starters? After, well, actually, no. The Bucks didn't even pull their starters. If you go back to Mexico City... He didn't pull his starters until the Cardinals pulled their starters. Then he pulled his. Tampa Bay, they never pulled their starters, ever. Tom Brady took every snap, starting defense, starting offense, every snap. Kyle Shanahan pulled his starters at that point. But after this week of the NFL, like, whoo, <laughs> um, I, I think it's going to take a while for Shanahan to, if you're healthy, you're going to play. And, and again, like there were some positions you couldn't pull. You didn't have any safeties or line or corners. You had to keep them out there no matter what. You didn't have any backups. If people understand, 53-man roster, you suit up 47, then your injuries, carrying Jimmy Garoppolo, okay, now 46, carrying Kevin Givens, okay, now 45. Like, you see what I'm saying? Like these injuries, Samuel Womack wasn't in there, 44. Danny Gray wasn't in there, 43. You see what I'm saying? That's a lot of positions. And so the NFL does not allow you, which I hate, to be too deep at every position. It does not exist. You carry eight linemen. Eight. So (laughs) you have five starters. You want to rest your own line? Guess what that means? You can rest three. (laughs) You can rest three. That's it. That's all you're allowed to do. Um, And so I think that's that's kind of important. Hopefully that kind of just puts – Things perhaps into context just a little bit. And I'll say this, man, David, he says the number two seed could mean a home NFC title game. Thank you. Last season, the number one seed lost in the divisional round both sides, both weeks. Titans lost divisional round. We beat the Packers divisional round. You fight for that two seed. But more importantly, I think that you fight to keep this momentum and this streak alive. Every single team in the NFL wants to be hot going into the playoffs. 49ers are the hottest team in the NFL right now. You have three more weeks. If you just sustain that and you go into the playoffs with a 10-game win streak, come on now. what? Come on now. I freaking love this. James says Kalia Davis is on NFI right now. Wouldn't count as an IR return. That is incorrect. Um, would count as an NFI return. I think, man, did I? I think I did. I think I closed out my NFL box. Um, yeah, the difference between NFI, PUP, and uh, injured reserve, it has to do with more contract status and things like that. Uh, they do count as um, IR spots returned if they return. Um, that is now, and again, uh, I, I've been wrong before. Uh, I, I don't have time to look this up right now. And so, yeah, if I'm wrong and James says, you know, I thought something from David Lombardi saying it didn't count. David Lombardi knows his stuff. Um, I, it's quite possible. Uh, I read off the NFL site today, man, I want to do this. Uh, let's do this NFL IR return rules, because I don't want you walking away from this and not having the correct answer um for this so let's see here i am on nfl's i don't want to subscribe right now get off leave me alone i don't think it's going to give me what i want is it uh, anyway man this is going to bother very very much i don't have time to go through and search this while we're live on air which is a bummer um but that's okay um that's okay 
so anyway, uh, we'll, we'll get to that. And again, I'll share the I'll share the snapshot from NFL.com on kind of how they break that down and what that looks like. And again, I could be wrong. I hope I am wrong, and I hope we can bring back that extra spot. That would be great news. I love being wrong. It's one of my favorite things in the world. Uh, <laughs> I really, really do. Now, let's go to my good buddy, Yatsik, fellow educator. I'm not an educator anymore. He is. Um, he says, I've been wondering about Kyle's game calling. Um, I know that has changed substantially from Trey to Jimmy, but what's the trend from Jimmy to Brock and since? Um, has Kyle opened up the offense more for Brock? What is it? Thank you for all you do. Now, uh, oh, here we go. Lots of people are saying I'm wrong. I hope I'm freaking wrong. I hope I am wrong on this. Uh, I, I freaking, that would make me very, very happy. Now, let again, somebody proved me wrong. Somebody put in here the link to the NFL page, not a fan page, not a SB Nation page, even though they're great. Somebody uh, that's watching this, come on now, uh, Countdown Crew, help us out. Uh, you guys find the link for the actual NFL uh, rules which is out there, it's all open, um, on players returning from IR. I would love to copy and paste that and be able to clear that up. So while I go in on the difference between Kyle Shanahan and CMC, uh, let me know. Let me know. Because here's what I thought, okay? Here's my initial incorrect conclusion, okay? Difference in play calling from Brock Purdy, from Jimmy Garoppolo to Brock Purdy. First conclusion was, we're throwing the ball deep more. Wrong. Not true. We're throwing the ball deep better, not more. In fact, if you look at Brock Purdy, at, no, let, let's go through the natural progression of this. Jimmy Garoppolo, just this year, deep passes, 20-plus yards in the air, 9.1% of his attempts. So 9% of his passes were deep, more than 20 yards down the field. Brock Purdy? 5%. 5%. 9 to 5. It's literally half. Now, the difference, again, just stay with, I'm clicking back and forth. There's got to be a better way to do this, John. You're smarter than this. Uh, <laughs> um, now, if you look at Jimmy Garoppolo's deep passing just this year, one touchdown, one interception. Now, he, he's thrown... Again, he's thrown a considerable amount, 28 deep passes. He's completed eight for one touchdown and one interception, okay? Now, if we look at Brock Purdy, that same numbers. He's only attempted five. He's completed three, all three for touchdowns. No interceptions. So you're talking about Jimmy, 28 passes, one touchdown, one interception. This cat's thrown five, three for interceptions. One to CMC. Outside the numbers to the left. One to Brandon Ayuk, outside to the left. One to George Kittle, outside to the left. Like, he is, he's hitting that deep left outside the numbers. That's crazy. Now, the next thing I was thinking is like, you know what? I bet they're doing way more play action. Gotta be doing more play action. Okay, let's look at the numbers. Jimmy Garoppolo, 22% of his plays were play action. Brock Purdy, 23%. Way too small. Way too small. Um, yeah, way too small. And so it like that, that's the it's it, you can't there's no difference there. So the idea that they're throwing deeper, I was wrong on that. My initial reaction was they're throwing deeper. No, they're throwing deep better. And then I was like, man, there's no way they're throwing short passes near as much. There's no way they are. And I was wrong there too. If you look at short passes, okay, again, this is zero to nine yards. Jimmy Garoppolo, 47%. Behind the line of scrimmage, 17%. Okay, that's Jimmy Garoppolo. Again, percentage of passes. This is crazy to me. Okay, short passes, 49% for Brock Purdy. Behind the line of scrimmage, 17%. Almost identical. There's like no change. So where, what's the difference? Here's the difference, ladies and gentlemen. You're doing way more bootlegs, okay? So play actions are the same number, but you're getting Brock Purdy out of the pocket to the right side, right? We keep seeing that. We keep seeing that. We keep seeing that. And also, well, guess what? It's none other than the man himself, Christian freaking McCaffrey. He is the difference. 
If you look at what Jimmy was doing when CMC started having, like, starting actually starting, not the Kansas City game, but even if you want to carry the Kansas City game first half when he actually played, that has been the difference. It's these check downs out in the flats or right over that hook to curl zone on the Texas option route. We break it down on the film consistently. That has been the difference. And when Kyle Shanahan asked about what it's like having CMC out there, listen to him. Um, just giving us a, another weapon in a different area. You know, I think we got a lot of guys who are interchangeable, um, but the you know to have a back uh, who's such a threat out of the backfield on pass plays, um, you know, to me as good as anyone in the league at that. And then plus the runner that he is, um, pairing him with some of our guys, it's just been we haven't had to force much to him um, when when he can run the ball and he can catch checkdowns and also be the main guy in some routes. Uh, it's just it's a great weapon to have. That that's the whole thing, man. And so uh, the idea that you could continually just check it down, check it down, check it down. It's provided this gigantic security blanket. And so my answer uh, to you, Yatsik, and uh, we've gone through all these numbers. There is absolutely no difference in post CMC Kyle Shanahan. Besides the fact that Brock Purdy is more mobile so he will run more bootlegs. And then two, whenever he throws it deep, which is way less often than Jimmy, if that was even possible, it's successful. And probably the one play, the one play that I, I think stereotypes or kind of, I don't know if that's the right word, signifies or exemplifies, there we go, the difference was the rollout pass to the right where he hit Tyler Croft wide open. I don't think it constituted as a 20-yard-plus pass. I think it was like 17 yards. But Brock Purdy rolls to the right, hits Tyler Croft wide open. That is the difference. That's the – because it's check down, check down, check down, check down deep. Check down, check down, check down, check down deep. Like, that's what it is. But whenever you get those deep plays to CMC deep touchdown, right? Ayuk deep touchdown. Kittle deep touchdown. Tyler Croft on the right side. You know, running a rail route, which Jimmy could never hit, hits that one too. And so now you're starting to hit those. And so whenever you start to hit those, that is where it, it gets big. Um, let's see here. I think I found um, – here we go. I'm going to share my screen if I don't mess this up, and I apologize if I do. Give me just a second. Um, again, this is from the NFL site. Man, I'm not, I wish I was much smarter than I am. Okay, here we go. Uh, this is from NFL.com. Let me um, make it larger. That's what she said. Uh, <laughs> all right. Um, here we go. Uh, the NFL and in, in, the NFL and NFLPA have amended, agreed to amended IR rules during the 2022 season. Each team can now designate up to eight players to return from the reserve injured list, NFI illness list. Each one, so there we go. So, again, maybe this site's wrong. This is up on NFL.com. Um, perhaps I'm wrong. I hope I'm wrong. I really, really, really hope I'm wrong. Um, but that's what it is. Uh, and so, yeah. Uh, so people are saying on here, uh, lots of people. And, again, these are Nick Wagner's incredible. And I'm not – I'm just saying the source that I'm, I'm on NFL.com. And so maybe their site's wrong. It is quite possible. Um, they make mistakes as well. So let's see there. Um, we'll see there. Uh, yeah, it, Avatar says, players who go on an NFI list before training camp follow the same rules as PUP. If they go on during the season, it's the same as IR. Um, yeah, we'll see. Uh, we will have to well, – we'll see there. Uh, maybe, maybe I'm wrong, but again, that site, maybe it's wrong. I hope it's wrong. I would love to get that dude back. I would love to get that guy back. A uh, couple questions that have come through. Just a couple uh, comments I wanted to highlight. David, Khalid Davis, and or Kinlaw would be a huge boost. We need it, man. We really, really need it. And the idea of having these guys next to each other, Raymond, he says, what do you think of the idea of Kinlaw, Longstead, Armstead? We've wanted it, right? And we, we really haven't gotten it. And that's been an issue. Um 
that's been an issue. Faithful from birth, he says, what's up, man? He says, uh, what positions players do you think sitting in the final weeks will help and which ones would hurt? You don't sit anybody that's healthy. You know, we just heard Kyle talk about that. Don't sit healthy players, and I don't think that's going to happen. Now, if somebody's banged up, you sit them. Debo should not play in the regular season. That should not happen. Should not happen. Debo should not play. You should rest Debo until the first week of the playoffs. That's just my opinion. Um, yeah, that's it. I, I don't know the question to this, Pern. He says, when was the last time my Niners went undefeated in their division? I don't know the answer to that. I assume it's happened, but part of me says it might not have happened. And so if somebody knows the answer to that, uh, hook me up, email me, 49ersRushPodcast at gmail.com. Um, I, I need to spend some time and just go through and figure those out. Um, man, uh, I, I I don't know. I don't know. Uh, Mosquito Killer, we talked about this a little bit last episode. He says, why do you think teams fall apart after playing the 49ers? They don't just lose. They seem to have lost their souls. Uh, yeah, Their teams, the following week after playing the 49ers, are 0-12. The only team that didn't lose was the Kansas City Chiefs. They had a bye week after us. And then the following week after that, they went to overtime against the Titans. Niners just play such a physical. You talk about our injuries. We wear everybody else out. And so whenever you play that physical level of football, you're going to have injuries. They just keep coming, man. Uh, (laughs) They just keep coming. Barack O'Neider, he says, John, does it cross your mind at all? That's possible when we have the first ever rookie to win a Super Bowl. Man, I'm not the biggest. I don't like looking forward that far. I understand it's a possibility. And if you look at anybody's power rankings, you look at anybody's, you know, Super Bowl odds, you'd be a fool not to have the Niners up there with what they're doing. I I care about wild card week, right? I care about divisional week. I care about like focusing. Maybe it's the coach's mentality in me. You know, it you win the division. Okay, cool. Now what? Now you work on playoff seeding. Okay, then what? Then you focus on your playoff matchup. Then your next playoff matchup. Then your next, right? <clears throat> it's incredible what they've done. It's insane. Um, it is absolutely insane where the 49ers are. And oh, here we go. Right here, Niner Station. Uh, said we went five and one in 2011. Um, so yeah, so we're we're close there, but again, I, I just oh man, I, I don't know. Uh, <laughs> I love this. Uh, to Kittle on the fourth read, Jimmy wouldn't have hit or seen that. And there's a couple different plays. And again, I should have man, I don't know why I didn't have this selected. This is the second Kittle touchdown. I think you're referencing the first one. The second Kittle touchdown. Everybody knew that that play was coming, and we broke this down in length on Patreon. Listen to George Kittle talk about that second touchdown right out of the half. I was, he literally said at halftime, he was like, "Okay, hey, the ball's either going to go to Ayuk on the slant, or it's going to go to the Christian. He's going to have a lead blocker and juice." Um, I, I felt like it was man coverage, but they had like the outside linebacker man cover me. Uh, he kind of chipped me, got out slow, but he got picked by someone else. And there's nothing like being wide open in football because it does not happen very much. Yeah, and I mean it was hilarious. So you see, they they motion over to where it's just Ayuk on his right. It's mirrored on here. So I'm going to confuse myself too much. But Ayuk's running just a slant route with no linebacker underneath, right? So the slant route happens, but what happens is they do what's called just a zone fire blitz, where the defensive end, I think it was Channon Woso number ten, acted like he was blitzing, but dropped into the hook to curl zone, which cut off the slant. So you see. Brock Purdy, and this is probably one of the biggest differences between Purdy and Garoppolo as well. It's not that Kyle's calling different plays. That's the same concept that we've had. What you have is you see Purdy catch, turn, sees the dropping backer, turns, waits for Kittle, boom. It was just like bang, bang, bang. And to hear him talk about George Kittle right there, to hear him talk about, oh, yeah, it was just right there, boom, boom. Right there, boom, boom, boom. And and that was it. It, it was just and let's listen to Purdy. Now the first one is the first touchdown, but the second part of this clip is going to explain the throw again. What we're saying, where he looked to Ayuk, it was covered right out of the half. Then you switched your eyes all the way over, and man, Kittle was wide open, wide open. Why? Why? Because every single the safety, the linebacker, the linebacker all went to Christian McCaffrey. 
All of them did. The gravity that CMC pulls as this constant check down, because why? Brock Purdy's just like 23, 23, 23. We were joking in the stadium with Seahawks fans. Wonder who the ball's going to next. CMC, oh, number 23 again? Oh, who would have guessed? Listen to Purdy. The first one, you know, he faked two screens and then throw to kill down the middle. It was great, a great play design and call uh, by, by Kyle, man. That was, that was huge. Just to get George the ball and then have him uh, get the yards after the catch, man. Like, that's what he does best. And so um, that was awesome. And then the other one, man, credit to Christian. You know, um, he had a, a swing out to the left. And, you know, the defense was, you know, right out of the half. They were probably game planning to, to stop Christian because I kept hitting him out of the backfield. So, really, Christian brought all the attention. And then George slipped through and on the corner, just to make sure I got him the ball. And he did the rest after. But that's who George is. He's, he's honestly one of the best in the NFL in terms of making a play after the catch. Yeah. I don't know, man. I don't think – I feel like the last five games have been Kyle Shanahan just freaking laying the wood on people. Just having – calling games out of his damn mind. Out of his damn mind. But how much of that is just, man, pick your freaking poison. But, man, I don't know, man. I, I'm i pretty pumped. Look at Tom right here. What's up, Tom? He says, if we can just stay healthy for the rest of the season, the championship's ours. I don't know who's going to beat us if we play like this. Brock Purdy's eventually going to have a bad game. I hope it comes before the playoffs. Uh, there's no you – you cannot do what he is doing as times go on. You just can't. Uh, I know he's had the one interception, you know, the Miami game, but that was smart interception on fourth down. Like – I don't know, man. Can he just keep doing this? How many games we got left, right? You got three in the regular season. You got wild card, divisional, NFC, Super Bowl. You got seven. That's it. We got seven possible games left. Whew. Speaking of seven, look at David. I love David, man. This dude's awesome. He says, in a five-team division in 1997, the 49ers went 8-0. That's what's up. 1997. 8-0 in the division. Look at that. We got it right there. That's what we got. Niners Nation, do you think Bosa clears seven sacks over the next three weeks? I do not. Um, I do not. That's an insane um, amount. That's what he would have to do to get the sack record. I mean, you've got to have a three-sack game in there. Then, like, a one-sack game, that's four. Ah, No, man. That's too much. It's probably too much. Can he? Yes. Uh, who, who, you know, again, you, you talk about, okay, which quarterbacks are you playing against? You know, <laughs> You got the Commanders, they got a running quarterback. Um, you got the Raiders, O-line's terrible. You've got the Cardinals, who knows who their quarterback's going to be. Seven's a little much, man. Uh, but, hey, go get it. Go get it. Go get it. Uh, Tom says, Purdy's the perfect example why guys should go to college for four years of ball. There's no substitute for experience. The quarterback position, I agree. Um, but with the way everybody drafts for upside, why? I mean, you make all that money, guaranteed money. You blow your knee out. Look at Matt Corral. Look at, I mean, there's lots of quarterbacks that you could kind of go through. Um, yeah, I, I'm with you. In the perfect world, I'm with you. Um, yeah. And, you know, David, he he was picking on the same linebacker the whole freaking game. You know, he really was. Kyle Shanahan was. He loves going after linebackers that can't cover. And so what Kyle's going to do to the linebackers, he's going to stretch you vertically. He's going to do a high-low where he's going to do a play action right at you and a hook to curl behind you, right? Then that's the running game. That's Okay, that's the middle of the field. So you got to pick there. Are you going to come up and stop the run? Cool. We got a hook to curl behind you or a slant behind you. Then if your responsibility is going to double motion over, so that that linebacker is now locked up with the number two running back, or he's got the flats, right? So he's got, he's going to manipulate the position. So what he's going to do is he's going to bring Christian McCaffrey out in the flats. You're going to flash there, and guess what? You got a deep drag behind you, Brandon Ayuk. You got to pick. And so everything that the linebackers do with the jet sweep coming to mess you up too. It's just, you know, whenever you're watching all 22 players run around like crazy people, it's easy to be like, oh, man, what is happening? Well, a lot of times it's a single quarterback read on a single player. Okay, you're watching the play side backer right here. Okay, he bit, go behind him. Okay, he sunk, check it down. They're simple reads, 
And a lot of the plays that we're seeing fall into that category, right? Um, and so, yeah, Nanya, yeah, we did a lot long episode, uh, but I, the chat's freaking firing, and we're getting great conversation. And that's what's up. Yeah, number fifty-seven. What he breaks, he cuts up the clips, and so. You know, a lot of times if I'm talking about a negative player or in a negative way, even if it's the opposing team, I like to use the number. Um, I don't know what that guy's been through. He's probably awesome. But, yeah, number 57, uh, He was he, that dude was in a freaking washing machine. <laughs> That's what it is. Uh, but, anyway, guys, this has been an absolute blast. Love it. Uh, didn't even talk about, you know, <laughs> uh, the 40 Hours Rush road trips. Go to 40HoursRushRoadTrip.com. Come party with us in Vegas. But uh, until next time, hopefully you enjoyed this. Going to have a lot of defensive film up for Patreon uh, tomorrow. Going to wake up early, get that started, diving into the film. Appreciate y'all. Thank you for the support. This is fun. This is a fun episode, guys. I enjoyed it. All right. Talk to y'all later. Until then, stay strong faithful. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.